You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Yes, it is. And this is our second attempt at doing this edition because guess what plonker forgot to press the record button. So, after 40 minutes... Uh, I've realised, and uh, so thank you, Weihan, for putting up with my idiocy. And uh, let me introduce you. This is Weihan Eng, um, an iOS developer who calls himself the uh, eccentric. Is that right? The eccentric iOS developer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you for agreeing to go over the first segment all over again because this idiot didn't press record. Uh, well. Uh, it's okay. I'm eccentric enough to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I feel so stupid. Oh, well. That's, well. that's right. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> offline peanut gallery, for calling me. Yes, I am stupid. Right. Um, well, Weihan, uh, you are, as I've just said, an iOS developer, and this week was all about uh, WDC and uh, all about software. Um there are a few other stories, which we've already been over once, but we'll go over them again for the listeners. <laughs> um, and then we'll go into the WWDC. So uh, uh, introduce yourself, Weihan. Um, you're on Twitter as Weihan, obviously, and uh, also on GitHub or JitHub as Weihan. Um, uh, yes. And tell us tell us the rest. Okay. I, I am currently working for um, a local um uh, assurance company uh, in Malaysia. Uh, what we do is we produce uh, iOS apps, uh, mainly on the iPad, for agents to be uh, to use on the field. Uh, essentially, a tools for them to um, uh, it's like do sales presentation and um, you know sign the deals. Uh, and as I've said before. Um, I go by the tagline eccentric iOS developer. Uh, my my friends who knows me would um, immediately identify that you know why I'm eccentric, <laughs> 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 and I also used to go by uh, Han. Right, uh, and there was a, a I you know I've told uh, the funny story uh, earlier, but uh, let's do this again. Basically, uh, I used to go around to introduce myself as Han, uh, and funny things happen, you know, uh, you know, uh, because people starting to call me by, you know, by the name Han, and for some reason, this uh, instead of um, thinking about you know Han as in like Han Solo, right. uh, it sounds to the other people who hears it like uh, Han as in uh, short for honey. Right? Okay. And, whoever, and if it's a guy uh, who calls me by that, uh, 
you know, the others will think that he's my gay boyfriend. And if it's a lady, you know, they'll think she's my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, when I saw you write that down originally, I assumed, but of course, written down is not the same as spoken. Uh, oh, yeah. my, my, my immediate thought was, of course, you know, uh, yeah, you know, where's Chewie? And uh, <laughs> you should have looked after the Millennium Falcon better. But uh, as you tell it, I, I can un- I can get that now. Yeah, the the Han slash Han. Um. <laughs> yeah, it created quite a lot of uh, funny moments where my friends was like telling me, you know, others was asking, hey, hey, is that your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, over here in England, if somebody made that, the, the common reply would be, of course, darling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, dear. Um, right. And uh, you told me that you uh, are a contributor to. Oh yeah. Um, was uh, WWDC downloader? Is that something you contribute to, or something you're working on yourself? Uh, the basically, it's a, a project on uh, GitHub. Uh, it is. The name of the project is called WWDC uh, Video Downloader. Uh, I do not own the project, but I, uh, from time to time, when I see uh, if there's a bug or any enhancement, I will try to add it in um, and contribute to the project. Uh, and if you're wondering uh, what this is, this is uh, a scripts uh, mainly to be run on the command line on. Uh, and the target is on the Mac, whereby you can use the scripts to uh, download all the uh, sessions video from uh, WWDC. Right. Uh, <clears throat> the what it does is that it supports uh, downloading the videos as well as the uh, the presentation slides uh, in PDF forms. Right. And uh, currently, I'm working on to add. Uh, more video format uh, to the projects because in the, the uh, session page, if you try to download the uh, videos from the session page, the link provided in the session page, the, <clears throat> there's essentially two uh, video size that you can download, uh, SD and HD. Uh, but their version of uh, HD is uh, 720p. Right. right. So right. You're, you're trying to the, add the full 1080p then? Yeah, the, the, they do have the 1080p uh, video available, but there is no link on the page for you to download. Uh, if your bandwidth can support it, and if you are viewing it from the session page uh, on the browser, you can actually now uh, view it in the full 1080p of, uh, size. Right. So I'm currently uh, working to add that. Uh, into the scripts as well. Ah, right, very good. Mm. Um, so while we're talking about GitHub, of course, uh, GitHub was acquired by Microsoft. Microsoft. So um, I was quite surprised when, when that um, was announced, I'll be fair, but uh, I was also uh, slightly surprised that there was, I'm sure there were people who were, you know, oh no, oh no, the sky is going to fall in. But um as I said to you uh, first time round, five or ten <laughs> years ago, it, you know, the whole internet would have been, that's it, the, the end of the world has come. Um, but uh, now there seemed to be quite a lot of support for Microsoft 
uh, taking over the you know the service. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, I know that you are a user of that service. So you know, how how do you feel about it? Well, uh, if you ask me, um, the uh, Microsoft today is not the same Microsoft as like five ten years ago, right? And you know, if I really dig deep, even if they acquired it five ten years ago, I I do not. Well, uh, uh, well, first of all, uh, GitHub, um, I I don't think it exists like, say, 10 years ago. (laughs) It's uh, still uh, quite a relatively young service. Um, But if they exist and they were acquired by Microsoft 5, 10 years ago, I I feel that it is not necessarily that bad, but there there is... um, uh, an element as like because during those time you know Microsoft is viewed as the big bad uh, uh, evil empire right so uh, it's understandable that uh, you know uh, there will be people who would think that okay this is uh, really bad this you know uh, and surely enough in, if you look at uh, if I look at my timeline uh, in, on Twitter and in the other social media it's like People are, are screaming doom and gloom, right? Uh, they're thinking about moving their their usage to, you know, like GitLab or Bitbucket or, you know, the other competitive, uh, competitions, right? Uh, Which, interestingly enough, Apple have just added support for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's timing. I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> I don't well, know. Maybe. Who, who knows? But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the big my big thought is, you know, as I say, you know, Microsoft 2, as I sometimes think of it, it is not mm-hmm. the, the Microsoft of old. And uh, I know that, um, you know, they're, they're much more friendly towards open source. Um, and you told me earlier that actually they're one of the biggest contributors to the GitHub repositories, whereas... You know, five or ten years ago, they were constantly basically trying to squash open source and saying it was, a, <laughs> you know, it was evil, second-class rubbish, you know. Um, oh, yeah, exactly, you know. But, uh, the, you know, the, a lot of people uh, do not realize this. And, you know, as you said, they are the biggest contributor in uh, open source. So, you know, there you go, right? Yeah, well, how, how times have changed. As it were, <laughs> how the times have changed. Um, no, e- evil empire don't stay evil all the time. No, no that's <laughs> it. You know, um, times change. Uh, satire came in, and it, it just has a whole different worldview. I think uh, altogether. Um, you know, I've said it before because he comes from the the internet services division. I think he's much more focused on. You know, we can make our money by selling selling our services to everybody rather than you know, trying to crush uh, all the opposition and become, you know, rulers of the world, as it were. We can we can make plenty of money and still coexist with open source and Apple and, and, and all the rest of it. So, uh, you know, that's I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, it's not it's not considered to be doom and gloom. Um, well, not. Yeah, I, I, anyway. I'm actually quite happy to see them, you know, go with the times. Right. Yeah. And um, I have read, I believe that the. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who's in charge, but whoever it was who, uh, you know, got a, a percent, a large percentage of the seven and a half billion, um, you know, they they seem to think that it's a, a good move for for the GitHub. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we shall see. 
Time will tell, of course. Nothing, nothing, nothing yeah. is ever, nothing is ever signed, sealed, and delivered until uh, it's been tested by time. But uh, mm-hmm. there we go. Uh, yeah. The the only the only thing I would add is that you know I still think that they have a very horrible sense of uh, you know uh, aesthetic sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Technology-wise, um, following on from a story last week, Instapaper is still unavailable for users in Europe, um, but the service Pocket is available, and uh, I think they're making hay out of that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a link in the show to that. If, if you were an Instapaper user, and I don't suppose that really applies, applies to you, Han, but um, no. <laughs> as you're not in the EU, but Instapaper... Uh, pulled their service, claiming it was because they weren't ready for GDPR, which, to my mind, is sheer laziness because they've had <laughs> two and a half, three years to get ready for that. Um, yeah. The, um, one thing um, um, uh, related but not uh, directly about uh, Instapaper is that suddenly I think I've been signed out of a lot of uh, <laughs> newsletter and you know unwanted junk in my in my e- email <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks to the eu <laughs> yeah well i must admit i had a, a fair stream of um you know would you like to continue to receive uh material from us and of course some of them i clicked yes of course and some of them was like who are you and how did you get my email address in the first place no yeah <laughs> i don't know I... who you are I have yet to click on the uh, uh, any yes button as of now. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's uh, Dr. Max's advice. Unsubscribe, 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 <laughs> and then unsubscribe a bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, and this week, also this week, uh, Yahoo Messenger will shut down after 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I think both you and I had the same response to that. What? Yahoo Messenger is still actually going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, if if not for this news, I would have forgotten about the Yahoo Messenger. <laughs> yeah, I I this caught my eye less for well, as I say, partly because it was really I'm surprised that uh, Yahoo Messenger is even still going. Uh, mm-hmm. MSN having shut down some years ago, and I think AIM uh, shut theirs down uh, last year, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, mostly in as a sort of nostalgic end of an era piece uh because obviously yahoo messenger and msn in their in their time were the kings of the internet and uh there we go yeah. it's the end of web one let's, let's just say this, <laughs> that you know the end of the yeah. web one era is here um i i do not miss the time that uh, especially at the end of their popularity where they are you know a cesspool of um you know, spamming, uh, you know, uh, spamming tools for, you know, hackers, uh, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, that is true. Uh, <laughs> towards the end, they were, yes, very much, as, as you say, a cesspool of spam and catfishes and all sorts of <laughs> other unpleasantness, which I suppose no doubt contributed to their downfall. Although uh, I'm, I have I'm to say, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the, the biggest um, nail in the coffin of the original set of messengers was Skype. Um, uh-huh. uh, 
I, I remember Skype came along and everybody was, there's this fabulous new service and uh, it was available to all and sundry and no more, are you on MSN and are you on Yahoo and all the rest of it. But there we go. Yeah. End of an era, nevertheless. For those of us a certain age, I guess there's a certain, um, a twinge of a twinge of sadness that, that has passed away. Yeah. It's interesting that they uh, did not manage to uh, capitalize on the mobile era because, you know, it, they might still be going really strong if they managed to, you know. Uh, well, that's, that's true because um, I remember when um, third-party apps very first uh, became available on uh, the iPhone. And mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Yahoo Messenger was one of the first ones that was available. Um, and I remember installing it. Yeah, but I, I feel that, you know, by that time, their, their reputation is really bad. Yes, yeah, so I think by that point, they were already shot. Skype had, um, you know, uh, yeah. because Skype became the default messenger for almost everybody once it, you know, once it really broke. I, I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so there we go. End of an era. Um, uh, and we were talking about Microsoft um, and and GitHub. Uh, Microsoft apparently are sinking a data center off Orkney, which uh, you might not know, uh, Han, is uh, a bunch of islands off the north of Scotland. So uh, they're in very cold water indeed. Um, and according to this hist- uh, this story, which is on the BBC, uh, Microsoft has sunk a data center in the sea off Orkney to investigate whether they can boost energy efficiency. Um, the white cylinder containing computers will sit on the seafloor for up to five years. Um, an undersea cable brings data center power and takes data to the shore. Uh, if the computers on board break, however, they cannot be repaired. Um, and this thing looks like the tank that you would find on, um, you know, a, a 40 ton uh, petroleum delivery vehicle. Um, with a big Microsoft logo on the end, and they're going to sink it in the cold water. Um, and the idea is that they will reduce the cost of keeping the data center cool because it's going to be sunk in this very cold water. Um, there we go. I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if you know, uh, if this proved to be successful, will they be building like you know, real underwater, you know, uh, data center where you know, at least is you know something where uh repair can be carried out well yeah i i don't i mean this is you know they're saying for five years and if any of the servers on there break down they're going to be unrepairable because looking at this it it is basically a tanker built Mm -hmm. with uh with server racks and then they're going to sink it to the bottom of the ocean and uh and uh, what you know that's it but if it's successful um they're not the first people to try this sort of thing. I, I've read before of um, data centers being, you know, built in places like the north of Norway or um, oh, Iceland, Finland and Iceland. Where, well, mm. I'm, I'm not sure how cold Iceland really is, but mm. yeah, I, I know there was one built. I think it was in the north of Norway, or maybe it was Finland, but you know, in the Arctic Circle. And the idea was that the the naturally cold ambient air would be used to keep the data center cool and the waste heat would be piped to um, a nearby town to, and would use to heat the school and the, you know, the swimming pool and various, you know, the library and um, so on. So, you know, these, I know these things are experimental, but, you know, it's all, it's all good because, you know, the more, the more we, uh, you know, expand our internet and our services, the more sort of, data centers we need and they use a lot of power um and often they use a lot of power basically just to keep cool 
So, you know, anyway. And yes, I, I could imagine if, if that worked out, Arne, why not build a, well, you know, a sort of international space station, but <laughs> under the water, but instead of being filled with, you know, um, scientific instruments and, and astronauts, it'd be filled with, um, filled with data center. And as you say, but it could be accessible by divers perhaps to yeah. go in and make repairs. <clears throat> But, you know, there's always something lingering when uh, in the back of my mind when I hear stories like this is that um, how many of this uh, type of, uh, you know, harnessing of, you know, cold climates, uh, you know, will uh, eventually affect, the, you know, things like global warming? Well, yeah, right. there's, always, there's always the problem, of course. Yes, you know, yeah. you're, you're pumping... <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, was it some somebody uh, who knows much more about these things once said to me, "The ultimate pollution um, and the end of everything is heat." Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, the 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 ultimate output is heat in the end. Um, so yes, of course, there is there's the downside could be if you start sinking data centers into into cold water uh, all <laughs> over the place. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to heat the water up. That could be disastrous. So. Oh yeah. Uh, it- and it doesn't need to be heat up like you know, uh, like ten degrees, right? Oh no! All it, yeah, all it needs is like a few degrees, and the ecosystem can go, you know, uh, very badly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I read somewhere that a, a change in temperature of one to two degrees, particularly in cold water, is mm-hmm. enough to completely uh, disrupt a lot of yeah. ecosystems. Um. So I don't know. Uh, as it said at the end of that article, uh, maybe this will work out or maybe it will become simply a tourist attraction for passing fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, well, uh, what else have we got? Uh, on, the, on, on the security front, yes. Um, apparently, 92 million account details for the DNA testing service MyHeritage uh, were breached, according to Motherboard. Um, my heritage is one of these um, DNA testing services where you can um, send in and they will uh, you know, send you back a report, which I believe, you know, suggests the um, percentage of your DNA that comes from various parts of the world and so on. Um, you know, there's a Gataka joke somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is a joke in there somewhere. Um <laughs> However, um, what does it say here? My Heritage says the company's chief information security officer received a message from a security researcher that he found a file named My Heritage, which contained email addresses and hashed passwords. Um, okay, so it would look like the passwords are probably safe, but uh, that's 92 million email uh, addresses that have been exposed. Um, there you, we go. You know that. Those accounts with uh, very weak password, right? Those will be the most affected yeah. because if you look at the hashes, as, uh, especially if it's not done right, uh, if you find the most common password in the file, you can probably guess it's like you know something like password one two three or you know you know ABC one two three those kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're in right it says here uh my heritage post says the hash key differs for each customer suggesting they're also salted um uh-huh. which is something um my heritage says it has no reason to believe other data use uh user data was compromised um so really it appears only the email addresses have actually been compromised but that's bad enough 
Thank you. That's 92 million email addresses for spammers <laughs> to uh, use. Um, the company says this is a good opportunity to remind you not to use the same password on multiple sites and services. Well, thank you for that after you've just let out 92 million. <laughs> Um, it says in its announcement it will be rolling out two-factor authentication for all users. Well, uh, horse stable door, I think, is the yeah. <laughs> is all yeah, we have to yeah. say about that, really. Um, you know, I, I was to, I was uh, mentioning this uh, just now. You know, that in the course of all this uh, security labs, right? Uh, security labs in uh, systems like this, right? A lot of times they are. Uh, you know, uh, because decision makers like the managers and whatnot, they always want to crunch in like, you know, they, they want the, the stuff done like yesterday all the time, right? And a lot of engineers, you know, because they believe that, you know, uh, by delivering on time, they meet their, uh, their KPI, right? Yeah. And yeah, because of that, they'll, you know, sometimes do not... Uh, you know, secure the system well enough. Corners get cut. Uh, yeah. Rush, yeah. When, when you're rushing is when mistakes get made. I'm afraid that's the same in pretty much any uh, industry. And yeah. Yeah, but but the thing is, the manager will will uh, reward those who would uh, give in and you know uh, uh, deliver on time instead of you know uh, made a good delivery that is late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I hear, I totally hear where you're coming from there, um, and that's a problem. I, I think that's a problem, you know, industry wide and in lots of other industries, but um, particularly in this sector, of course, when you're talking about people's uh, data security, it's. Uh, I think that's a culture that's just going to have to change. It yeah, really it it really is a, a issue. Right, and one last one, and again, this follows on from last week. Um, last week, we were talking about the Russian router malware known as uh, VPN filter, and uh, originally, of course, it, it appeared to not be particularly uh, terrible and not to affect that many routers, but uh, Tom's Guide have said the Russian router malware just got much worse, um, and there's a a list, as as you know, you'd expect the number of affected routers has rocketed, um, and uh, as you pointed out, uh, quite surprisingly, there's a large yeah. number of micro tick um, yeah. <laughs> routers in here now. Micro tick, of course, are as you said, they're managed, mm-hmm. um, and what? And I use as one of them uh, in as my home router. Yeah, um, not a common, not a common uh, consumer user router. Not no, no. That's not saying nobody. I mean, obviously you've got one. Um, mm-hmm. But my biggest concern there is, you know, MicroTick are a are a managed uh, router solution and aimed mostly, I believe, at businesses and uh, enterprise. So that's mm-hmm. quite concerning, really. Um, quite a lot of Netgear routers as well. Um, I'm pretty sure the those Russian hackers want to target like you know businesses and that you know so they I, I probably they probably uh, work uh, harder on those uh, routers that are primarily used by businesses. Yeah, indeed. But um, even so, the the list is getting longer by the day. So um, I suppose perhaps we should all um, we should all have a look at Tom's guide and uh, maybe we should check what to do if we think. Uh, we need to make sure our routers aren't affected. So there we go. Right. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much all the stories that aren't WWDC. So, um, shall we press on? Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, well, of course, this week was uh, WWDC. Um, loads of stuff announced, of course. Um, I put a link in here for those who don't want to chore through the two and a half hour keynote and uh, what was it? And two hour State of the Union, uh, both of which are pretty interesting, I have to say. And loads of stuff was announced. But uh, the first link I've put in here is uh, everything Apple announced at WWDC uh, 2018 in six minutes. Um, and that's from Mac Rumors, and they've got a you know a condensed video uh, for those of you who want to just spot the highlights. Um, yeah, but uh, this video is uh, only for the main uh, keynote, which oh, is yes. uh, yeah, that's for the consumer yeah, keynote, like the keynote. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, not the developer-focused one. No, not uh, no, not that. I, I don't think there is a, a compressed state of the union. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't think so. No, but it, you know, anybody who doesn't want to wade their way through the uh, the full keynote because it was two and a half hours long, I will admit, it's uh, quite long. Um, but I'm not surprised. I mean, there was an awful, awful lot uh, that they that they talked about. So, um, where do you want to kick uh, off? Should we kick off with iOS 12? Uh, actually, I, I want to mention this before we dive into it, right? Uh, <clears throat> what I find, uh, especially while watching the keynote, there is a sense of uh, underwhelming feeling. Right? Okay. Uh, it's it's not, you know, if, if I if I be honest and I really, uh, you know, go through the the things that are being announced point by point, there are a lot that is being announced, but it. But it kind of feel like the the uh, somehow uh, that I get the feeling that you know um, I, I'm bored by it, right? <clears throat> uh, it, a good indicator would be like um, at how many points in in during the the keynote or the state of the union that I have the urge to pick up my phone and start fiddling with it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, I for me, um, I found a lot of it, you know, uh, quite interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, the, of there course, were the... some things, of course, there that, that you know just completely underwhelm me, but then again, <laughs> other you know, other things hard yeah, to say. But, hard but to I have been, I have been, uh, thinking about this because, uh, it's not just me, uh, uh for the past couple of days, I've been listening to. Uh, some other podcast that is focused on uh, WWDC. And I get the sense that there are a sizable uh, crowd that that feels that uh, this keynote, and of course, uh, including the State of the Union, is rather boring, right? It's, it's rather, well, meh, right? <clears throat> uh, but I, I can only uh, talk about, you know, maybe explore why I feel so. Right. Um, because I can't speak for the the others, right? And I've been thinking about it um for the past couple of days. Why do I feel this? Is and one of the things that I uh, that crossed my mind is that maybe they are Apple is losing the you know the key uh presentation things right that uh this Steve Jobs is uh so good at right? making a good show right. Uh, maybe that the talents uh, inside Apple is uh, losing that edge. Yeah. Uh, 
Maybe. I I don't know. I cannot I have say. To admit, I have to admit that I did notice this year, um, you know, there were more people quite obviously looking at the, at the teleprompter, mm-hmm. the auto cue, um, and there were more people, you know, tripping over their words. Um, yeah. But the, if you're talking about the State of the Union, that is uh, kind of normal because... No, no, it, I was thinking more about the, the WWDC. The, the main keynote. Uh, you know, the, the main, main keynote. keynote. The main yeah. keynote. Um, and yes, it, it wasn't as slick, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I don't think it. Um, I know they've been criticised in the past for, you know, well, we have Tim and then we have Craig and then we have Phil and, you know, why are we getting just these middle-aged white guys who are from the, <laughs> you know, from the executive suite? Um, and they've tackled that very much by bringing on, um, uh, you know, people yeah. from the teams. Um, and, and I guess, you know, speaking to a big crowd like that is, is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, you know, it, it can be pretty petrifying if that's, yeah. not, your, if that's not your thing. Um yeah, if it is only those uh, new faces that are, you know, not as smooth in their presentation, right? Then okay, you know, um, you know, then that is understandable. But uh, from what I notice, uh, even Craig Federighi, he is uh, still not as polished as you know before, right? He made. Uh, I have spotted uh, quite a few mistakes in his presentation. And, and not just his, you know, the, the others, uh, you know, uh, even including like Tim Cook and whatnot, they'll say something and then they'll retract and say it again. Like, uh, so. I, I just think, yes, perhaps the showmanship is what's missing. Um, yeah. It, it just didn't but, seem as slick. And, and pace-wise, there were parts of it this year I did feel like, come on, pick yeah, it up, yeah. pick it up. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I know, do wish you know. they, they could they could probably trim twenty minutes out if they all stopped saying I'm so excited. <laughs> Stop telling me yeah. how excited you are and just tell me about it. Yeah, you know. But uh, regardless, right? Uh, speaking about new faces, right? The I I forgot her name, but uh, one of the presenter about the uh, Apple Watch. Oh yeah, right. That that she. She was on uh, 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 this uh, yeah, like exercise. exercise bike, yeah, yeah, exercise bike, you know, and you can, you know, and she's doing real exercise, and she did not miss a bit. That was so so perfect. She, she, she was pretty good actually, even though she started to get out of breath, and I thought, you know, you. <laughs> Yeah. You're making her work for her money, boys. You really are. <laughs> now, the only, yeah, I think the only bit about know. that that made was the the sickly, you know, the incredibly twee and sickly uh, walkie-talkie chat with her daughter. Yeah. Like, Pass me a bucket, you know. I really was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if I were to, uh, doing the presentation, if I pace myself, you know, a, a little bit faster, I'd probably run out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 while watching her uh, present, you know, I was feeling running out of breath. <laughs> yeah, I, I did start to feel to, for her towards the end because, yeah. I was like, and and I also thought, you know, maybe that um, maybe that padded, uh, you know, gilet or um, sort of waistcoat she was wearing, I thought that, that sort of uh, might not have been the best choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know, there there are some highlights, of course, in the presentation. But 
still um, it feels kind of uh, you know there's there's quite a lot of gaps in between that you feel okay, I I want to pick up my phone, I want to play with my games, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I guess because they announced so much, there are always going to be bits that just of no interest, you know, to yeah. you personally. Um, so yeah. Uh, the and also the other the other aspect, right? <clears throat> I also came to realize uh, one thing today: right? why I might feel uh, underwhelmed. Right? This is, uh, of course, there, there's not just one reason. So most of the time is like multiple reason, and this I think um, is also one that contributes to it. Like things like um, the improvement to say like Xcode, right? Uh, almost every year, uh, I find myself uh, having this problem is that, you know, wow, this new feature, you know, is going to make my life so good. Uh, but then I think, okay, in, in, the, in my, you know, office, uh, when can we adopt this version of uh, Xcode? I said, oh, it's going to come out uh, September, you know, out of beta in September. And finally, when we uh, get to move into it, it's probably going to be next June, <laughs> oh. which is which is a big letdown because the uh, we have quite a lot of um, apps that you know without updating all the apps to go to the next version, uh, especially when we are all on uh, Swift, it we are not we are not going to be able to use the latest version as soon as it comes up. So that is a big bummer for me. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, there were a couple of a couple of the things that I, I guess were probably most exciting to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they left almost till the end, and that was the the um, you know being able to port iOS apps to the Mac, um, mm-hmm. and and that was like great. So you're talking about you've you've done um, Apple News. Oh, hooray! You know, really, mm-hmm. thank you. No, because I use Apple News so much. Um, my RSS reader is collecting cobwebs <laughs> um, as a result of Apple News. So Apple News on the Mac, fabulous. Stocks, why did they go on so much about stocks? You know, maybe it's um, maybe from a development point of view, it's an incredibly ke- clever app. I don't yeah. know, but uh, they seem obsessed yeah, but, uh... by the stocks. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, the this is also one thing I feel... It, what I felt they were trying to do is, uh, of course, this also is one of the reasons why it contribute to me feeling meh, right? Uh, what I feel they were trying to do is that they are trying to say, oh, look, we are finally adding these uh, applications to the Mac where we don't uh, previously never had these applications. And, you know, if, if they were to, you know... Um, rearrange this segment into a later segment and say like, you know, ah, but you know, the reason why we have it is because we are using, uh, um, you know, what the, um, the cross platform, uh, you know, uh, library thing that uh, was rumored before the, yeah, the marzipan. Yeah. Yeah. Marzipan. Right. So <clears throat> I feel particularly, uh, you know, especially at that time, I saw what they were doing, and I also saw that they did not tie it in so well. You know, like if they were to tie in better, 
the amazement will be there. The excitement will be there. Yeah, I, I thought that because they kind of went, we've, we've brought Apple News and stocks and voice memos and home. And I'm yeah, sure a lot they... of people were really, really glad to see home. I don't do home automation or any of that smart tech, but I'm sure a lot. But then, yeah, I'm with you on that. They didn't, they put that in early and then they yeah, come early. a bit about, um, you know, about the app portability. But then even that was a tease because they they kind of said we're we're doing this app portability and then they went coming next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I I don't know. I feel that the the tie in is like you know really really poor, and I understand why they they do this. I understand why they tease it out so early is because if they don't uh, tease it out right and they release the the beta, the first thing uh, people will find is that you know. And that will be leaked, and they want to control the story. You know, this this understandable. But if they were to uh, plan the segment better, right? It it all comes down to one thing. I I feel that you know the the preparation seems to be uh, not enough. You know, for the for the presentation. Yeah, I I, I I'm with you there. I think. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, shall we have a look at some of the things they did? Um, yeah, sure. Out? Uh, I'm most interested personally in in the mac os so mm-hmm. um they made a huge uh, amount out of dark mode which mm. to be honest like great okay you've brought out a dark mode i'm sure a lot of people have really really liked that but <laughs> um me i'm a bit like okay so yeah. personally <laughs> i have the same feeling you know it's no. meh like, okay yeah. yeah if you like it fine um right. Adobe, it's like in my world, you know, (laughs) Adobe have adopted a dark mode uh, for their Mm -hmm. interface in the Creative Suite by default. Um, Okay, if you like that, I don't like it. I go straight into the, uh, I go straight into the preferences and put it back to the old white mode. But you know, that's (laughs) me. Um, So yeah, but I do understand why uh, Adobe like uh, default their apps into dark mode. Yeah. Uh, If you are a uh, visual designer. Right, you design uh graphics and whatnot. You deal with a lot of colors and whatnot, right? The if you have a bright screen, the colors will look different to you, and uh, uh, it seems to get in the way of uh, you know, uh, our eyes because we would adjust to the brightness. Mm. Of course, I I work in design for print, and um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do do a lot of that. But actually, the dark mode um interface. I, I find uh, distracting and, mm-hmm. and worse for me because, of course... Yeah, probably because you got you're, used you're looking to at, the Well, there, there's that, but there's also the fact that, of course, what I'm working on are things which will be printed on white paper mm-hmm. most of the mm-hmm. time and looked yeah. at in daylight. So actually mm-hmm. dark mode gives you can give you a very false impression of what something looks like. But that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, like you, uh, I'm, I'm totally fine if people want to use a dark mode that's great but apple seemed to you know really did, did it really <laughs> rate the time they gave it um <laughs> but yeah. the the thing is um i do know a lot of people who would be like you know oh this is so great right <clears throat> uh they there are people who love the dark mode so okay oh, yeah. you know i leave it as that right? yeah um <laughs> what else did they introduce um they had desktop stacks which to me was like Okay, that's relatively cool. Not the first time we've seen that sort of thing done. And um, if you're an old school Mac user like me, don't put stuff on the desktop. 
No, I, I'm, go in. I'm, I'm one of the those that likes to put stuff on the desktop, especially when I'm working on something, right? Uh, what, what I find is that I will put stuff on the desktop and I'll forget it, right? But does this uh, uh, stacks on the desktop helps? I'm, I'm also thinking maybe not. Uh, because my biggest uh, issue is I may I would put stuff on the desktop and I forget that it is there. <laughs> and if you put it in stacks, You're you know, more likely to forget it's in there. Yeah. So, well, so just I, I, it's a bit of a, from my mind. Yeah, there's partly a um, excusing untidiness and just sweeping it under the carpet because now you've yeah. just got these stacks. But when you when you click on it to expand it, it's huge. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, all the all the garbage is still there. It's just that it's under something that you can't see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they made a thing of the gallery view. They seem to have replaced, um, was it Coverflow with yeah. gallery? I was like, a, I don't like it, and B, what does it what does it bring that you didn't have in Coverflow? Uh, I wasn't impressed by that at all. Um, uh, are you are you familiar? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with uh, like uh, ATP, right? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. After I saw the gallery mode, I I tweeted at Casey, and he of course he didn't respond. Right? Why should he? Right. Uh, I was saying that you know this gallery view was uh, uh, designed specifically for Casey List <laughs> <laughs> because he 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 keep uh, he was th- uh, describing how he used how he view his photo is with the quick look. Yep, I right? use quick look all the time. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the it's like a, a feature that is designed specifically for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just didn't really get what it brought to, you know, to the game that Coverflow doesn't already do if you want to look at that kind of view. Um Oh, but I I can see I can see how useful that can be because uh it's not just a gallery view. Uh it also brings with it the tools you can um uh, manipulate the files, especially those uh, known file format like uh, uh, images and uh, ah, stuff. Ah, yeah. Well, the the, uh, the, the new um, you know, adding markup to Quick Look. Now that mm-hmm. no, that was that did. Um, oh, yeah. That did excite me. Um, because I yeah. do use Quick Look. Uh, I use Quick Look a lot because obviously in my job I'm often sorting through a lot of assets. Um, and mm-hmm. yes, the ability to make a quick alteration to a, a file, maybe rotate it or, or crop it or um, so on, you know, without actually having to leave the finder could, could be very helpful. Um, yeah. So, yes, the, the quick view, uh, quick look update, um, I, I was really, you know, really impressed with that. Um, and there were some, some other improvements in the, in the finder that, um, that I was quite pleased to see. Uh, the other, I mean, there were lots of things. There, there was a lot of stuff about the new Mac App Store. Well, okay, probably be better. Probably, you know, it won't hurt. It won't hurt. Um, yeah, the the you know what I um what I find is that the um this uh new version the of the Mac. Right? Uh, what what I feel is that there is a lot of user facing um features right? not so much uh, developer features of course welcome features uh, as a developer i'm also a user of the the mac i can i can see myself using a lot of these features in uh, a lot of this improvement right? 
So at least at least from that perspective, it is a welcome change. But as a as a developer, you know, there's also one one of the things is like, okay, man, right? Well, it may right? be, it may be. I mean, my take on that, and I'm not a developer, but, mm-hmm. but my take on that was very much that although there was nothing spectacular mm-hmm. in in the Mojave um, presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, they can't present all the features. They put up those slides, don't they, with that, all those things that, that are kind of grayed out. I mean, mm-hmm. Those are the ones that often, if you're really interested in finding out what's going on, you, you've either got to go to the sessions or you've got to pour through all the ones that they don't mention. Um, yeah. I mean, there's metal, there's the, you know, the create ML, there's the core ML, um, core ML2, is it, mm-hmm. that they introduced? Um, yeah, core. For ML2, and then they have uh, the the uh, one of the most impressive thing is that create uh, they they have this create ML thing, right? and uh, it, as far as I understood, it is uh, something to train your machine learning model on on your own hardware, right? Instead of uh, sending it off to some uh, farm like uh, Google with their Tencent, um, you know stuff. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I watched that on the on the State of the Union, mm-hmm. and they were talking very much about using that to use your own data sets mm-hmm. uh, to to train your machine learning, but that yeah. you could you could kind of attach them to much bigger data sets that Apple have already created, mm-hmm. um, so that you can use a fairly specific data set around whatever feature it is that you are working on. Yeah, the keyword that they use is uh, augment, augment their data set. Right? Yeah, or, or, augmented. So, so that they, you know, they will provide you with quite big data sets that you can then plug yeah. in your, your specifics. Um, and Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, um, you know, it, if, if what you do, right, it falls under what they provide, oh, fine, you know, it's like great, right? <laughs> but if your machine learning is about something else that you know uh that is maybe not um uh, you know uh identifying photos right then that wouldn't work because you know you still have to come up with your all your base uh, learning for the those areas that that is true but i from what i did see the the other thing that they were pushing very much about um the machine learning and metal uh was the way that it's now been rethreaded mm-hmm. to to make much better use of the GPU. Um, yeah, because the GPU uh, is a very uh, suited for this kind of uh, computation. Exactly. So they they appear, you know, I'm not a as I say that's not my field, but even I could understand the you know the illustrations there where they were saying you know things that used to be, we used to do on the CPU and then hand off the second half. Uh, to the GPU, you know, we can now pass directly on the GPU, and then we can parallel thread it and all sorts of things, and yeah, uh, allow because... you to rapidly speed up your own um, machine learning tool work. Yeah, I, to me, I, this this technology is still a little fuzzy because I did not have the time to really dive into it because the my my main job uh, uh, is kind of demanding. You know. Oh yeah, of course. So, yeah, it, it's <laughs> something I, that I, <laughs> I, I, my feeling is that there's a lot of little things going mm-hmm. on in Mojave that 
don't necessarily come across in in a keynote or even yeah, really yeah. in the state state of the union yeah it's who add yeah. up to a lot of things. I mean, I, obviously, I don't really know much about um, Xcode, but I, mm. I watched that in, in the State of the Union, they were showing things that Xcode can do now, like it can automatically mark conflicting um, code. It can uh-huh, yeah. allow multi-line <laughs> editing, uh, which was, was pretty slick. Um, that got a lot of clapping. <laughs> yeah, because the especially the, the multi-line were not so much. Uh, there are other... Uh, editors that uh have this kind of features but the look ahead from you know to tell you okay this line if you change it then uh there is a, a conflict with the uh main repository which you have not incorporated right because when other people um uh, submit code to the repository you have to pull their work in order to get reflected on your own uh, copy of the repository but <clears throat> what uh, what is am- um, amazing about this feature is that the Xcode will continuously monitor what is coming from the other developers right? and then they say oh because uh, this developer have made this change if you commit and push then they will have this conflict in this line that is the reason why there uh, a lot of developers are uh, clapping. This this is as far as I know, uh, no other editor does this. Right. So you know. Uh, so I I could see quite a lot of things. Um. Obviously, they were talking about Swift five, but that's not coming until <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, so there was a kind of mixture of things that were hooray and a mixture of things which were yeah great, but why you know. What, you're kind of telling me now and then telling me I've got to wait for it, which was a, a bit annoying. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, that, that I feel that is... Um, uh, uh, also, that was also one of my uh, thoughts about why I feel the, the, you know, the whole keynote and the State of the Union is not really exciting. It's, if you look at the um, uh, what Apple has been doing of lately, you know, especially since uh, last year, they have started to push a lot of uh, features in the point release. Right, it's uh, instead, you know, like like before, um, what they do is they would have uh, 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 they will keep everything under wraps, right, and then they review everything on WWDC, and then they make it a yearly affair. But uh, there, there was a lot of talk about you know uh, Apple now is facing this issue where you know some of the some of the decision to release some of the feature is kind of premature right because some of the things uh, needs to be done like uh, off cycle and you know it needs to be continuously improved and <clears throat> it kind of go against the uh, their format of you know uh, big review every year you know once every year. So maybe maybe it's because of that and the the contention between um the now their timeline and their uh review uh cycle that is going to you know make this uh make their uh, keynotes uh, not as exciting as uh, uh previous years. So this, you know, this this something I I think could be could be one of the. Uh, factor that is uh, contributing to the feeling of you know not very excited. Yeah, fair enough. Um, right. Well, let's 
we'll push on. There's just a couple I wanted to mention, really, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess there's three. Uh, group FaceTime video calling. Uh, what took you so long? Very, very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> very impressive, but it, it was a bit of a case of really what took you so long. Yeah, um, yeah, and a bit of that too. But <laughs> um, but uh, pretty impressive. Up to 32 people. Uh, yeah, it, it went from uh, two to 32. <laughs> Where did that 30 come from? <laughs> uh, well, um, apparently, I've been told by people who know about these things that the maximum number of people in a FaceTime group chat is 32. Um, <laughs> and therefore, they've just basically said that we've had that many. I, I, if you attempted to make a video uh, group call with 32 people, I think it would be utter chaos. But, uh, I, I guess, yeah. you know, there you go. Uh, you've got a, If you've got a screen as big as they had in... <laughs> <laughs> on stage there maybe you could have 32 people in a call but uh yeah um continuity yeah. camera uh oh that's impressive that was that was very slick and um i really do think that that is something that quite a lot of people will be really making use of um you know the ability to use your your iphone as a scanner a document scanner or whatever and have it come straight in uh that that's going to be that's one of those things that people won't even notice, and yet when they find they can't do it, will become, oh, wow, yeah. how did we live without it? Um, and then, of course... Yeah, the, the continuity, you know, uh, speaking about that, right, the continuity uh, features, right, um, not just the, for the camera, right, the other features, like, it, they, this is like the hidden gems in all this uh, software update. Yeah. Right? Like uh, recently, I found out. I I don't know uh, if this feature has been around for a while or is this uh, iOS uh, twelve or so. What I found out was uh, because I have two iPhones uh, that I use together, and one of them I mostly use it. You know, it's an older iPhone that I use it to mainly plug into the car stereo to listen to podcasts and whatnot. So usually I have the the radio turned off. I put it into airplane mode right, most of the time. But I have a you know a, a cheap operator here that I get a, a SIM card uh, for it anyway, right? Because it costs like you know, um, you know something like uh, ten US dollars a month somewhere around there, or less than 10 US dollars a month. So, uh, and of course, I have my main iPhone, and they both of them are of, uh, both of the phones are on different operators, right? They have their own uh, uh, phone numbers, right? But recently, what I found out was, uh, if I have both of the phone uh, radio turned on, if someone call me, through the mobile line, not not a FaceTime audio call or not a WhatsApp call, right? It, it, not none of those uh, voice over IP call. It's like a regular yeah, regular uh, phone uh, call. You know, phone calls. Yeah, yeah. And my other phone rings as well. <laughs> Both the phone rings. Right? Yeah, so, and um, I think you'll find that is a continuity feature. That's the same one that allows you to take the phone call on your Mac. Yeah, on yeah, your iPad. Yeah. So, yeah, that that is so impressive, right? <laughs> yeah, that that stuff is. I think those are the sort of things that that creep in and people don't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you only notice how good they are when you go onto a system where they're not available. Oh yeah, yeah. the the best The best way of um, showing you how important the feature is is it is that uh, when you take it away, how much you miss it. Yeah. 
Exactly. Um, and of course, they've, uh, you know, uh, Mojave is going to tighten up on intelligent tracking prevention. It's going to uh, stop fingerprinting and uh, allow you to block sharing buttons and comment engines and all these things. Um, oh, that is going to piss off so many people. Oh, yes. That's really, really going to annoy a lot of people. Uh, Facebook, we're looking at you. Um, but there we go. Um, right. So lots of other things, of course, loads and loads of things, far too many to cover, really. Um, hmm. Oh, one th- I will say one thing uh, which I have I pointed out on this show before because people have been going on about it. Uh, 32-bit apps are safe for at least a final year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did I did say this before. I'm pretty sure Craig um, had said this in some interview that uh-huh. um, that this year's release, Mojave, would still run 32-bit apps, but um, that's their last chance. Their last chance saloon. After that, 64-bit or nothing. Um, yeah. So there we go. I think they've had a good run. I don't think anybody can complain about that. Um, oh, and the other right. So, shall we move on to um, to the iOS? Ah, one more thing. Yes. Uh, the screen recorder. Oh yes. Like the yes. screenshot. Screenshots. Right. Yes. How could I forget? That was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely oh. amazing. <clears throat> the now, it, uh, if you don't know what we are talking about, we are. Uh, it's about uh, screen capturing the. Um, uh, like the iOS style. Currently, when you do a screenshot, uh, it, the screenshot will become a picture-in-picture picture on the side of the screen where you can tap on it and uh, use it to uh, do things like you know share it out or transfer it to another app and whatnot. Right? It is a fantastic feature on iOS because sim- simply because you know uh, you think about how it was done before. You take a screenshot. Right. Then you want to share it to you know most most of most of the time when you take a screenshot on a phone, right? It is for nothing except uh uh to be snarky in some you know social network, right? <laughs> and you want to share it there and after you share it then you forget to you know remove remove the picture and then you uh clutter up uh, your photos app and you know, it'll be uh, um, some some heavy percentage of uh, your photos are basically screenshot that you use once. Right, with the with the new feature uh, starting from iOS eleven, I believe. Right, you can take a screenshot. It goes into a PIP mode. You tap on it. You do a share, and when you are done, you, uh, the the uh, the OS will ask you, "Do you want to delete it, right, or save it?" Wow, that is. You that know, is so good. That was so so good. good. And, and now they're and, bringing that to to the Mac, which is fabulous. Yeah. Because at the moment, if you take a screenshot or a screen recording, it goes yeah, to the desktop. Just, then you've got right. Yeah, it just dumps it there, right? <laughs> and it dumps it on the desktop, and then you've got to deal with it, and then and you know, manually where. So yes, the ability to take a screenshot because quite often, um, yes, as you say, when you take a screenshot, often it's just to show something or to you, you want to take it, use it. Throw yeah, it. I, it, you know, it's. Is my is my uh, this is going to be my head cannon, right? You you whenever you take a screenshot, it is to be snarky on a social network. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, often it, it, sometimes they're shots to uh, show things to other people. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I can't find the button for this, or where's such and such on an interface? You can take a screenshot, and mm-hmm. the, you know, to have it more like iOS, so you can take a screenshot. 
you know, draw on it with markup, send it, and then click, no, I don't need to keep this, will be absolutely amazing. Uh, and I also provided a uh, 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 YouTube link uh, in the, probably you can add it in the show notes, right? Yeah, sure. uh, yeah it's, it's a demo of how uh, this uh, screenshot feature, and it's not just screenshot, uh, just merely screenshot it. Uh, the video also uh, shows, dem- uh, demonstrate uh, for the, the what do you call that, the hood, like uh, heads-up display mode oh, yeah. for screenshot. Yeah, very impressive. It's uh, even uh, a lot more than the iOS uh, feature. Right. Of course, it's on the Mac, so you know you have more screen real estate. You have uh, more place to place buttons and features. So it it it's even surpassed the the iOS capability. So it's very impressive. And uh, you know, uh, go have a look and you know be be impressed. Yeah, I I was very impressed by that. That's true. <laughs> right. Um. Well, the time's pressing on, especially as we wasted 40 minutes on stuff I didn't record. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what, it's, um, let's just have a quick skirt over iOS and then we'll wrap it up, I think. Okay. Um, so uh, I've got a link here um, from Ars Technica, which tells you uh, quite a lot about uh, what's going on with iOS. Um, of course, most of the most impressive thing for me, uh, by a long way, I'll be I'll be fair. Was the fact that um, iOS 12 will be available on everything that can run iOS 11, and and that's a big and will uh, produce performance improvements across the board because of the way they're um, adjusting the the CPU ramping. I, I thought that was stunning. Oh, that was brilliant. Uh, I <clears throat> and the first thing I do was I tested the the beta on my. Um, you know, on my second phone, which is uh, I, uh, iPhone 6S, I believe. Yes, it's an iPhone 6S. And it feels like the speed of it, it feels like it's new. <laughs> you know, it feels like where, you know, the, the OS version that came with the phone. So it, I, I'm very impressed. That, that looked really impressive. And, you know, um, apparently the older you, you know, the older your hardware, the more, yeah, the more impressed, yeah. The more feel, you more you feel the bonus, and you know yeah. that goes all the way back to the five S. That's a that's a pretty good uh, thing. I I, I yeah. will mention, of course, that for several years, um, and not so much for the Mac this year, unfortunately. This year they cut a huge swathe uh, through the <laughs> supported Macs. Um, yeah, although, I feel, you know, I feel so sad. Well, right. some of them have had a good run, haven't they? I mean, the two thousand and nine. Uh, what they dropped is everything pretty much before two thousand and twelve, I think. Yeah. So I have I have a two thousand and ten uh, twenty seven inch iMac, which is going to be dropped this time around. Yeah. But you think about it, right? Two thousand ten. This yeah. That's now, an eight year old year. machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you I know. mean, they kept they kept them going. I mean, until uh, High Sierra supports Macs all the way back to two thousand and nine. Yes, yes. So it is so impressive, and the the for for my um the two thousand ten iMac, I recently uh upgrade the hard disk to SSD. Yeah, and it becomes you know so usable. You know, it, it's I'm sad that you know that I can't get the next uh version. <laughs> no. So you know, so but it's been a good run. 
it's been oh yeah yeah um my oh, yeah. my personal laptop is a late 2012 macbook pro non-retina the big fat one um uh-huh. and i just squeak just make the cut yeah. well at, at the moment at the moment uh-huh. um, because we know sometimes as the baiters go on sometimes they weed yeah. a few out so i i might not make it all the way to the to the public release i hope i do that yeah. bring another year out of my uh machine yeah um, but you know even if you don't right you're still an impressive run right yeah it's an impressive run um but yes this year they've said sorry Time to cut a swathe and uh, <clears throat> delete a load. But even so, you know, 2012, you're still talking about supporting six-year-old machines. Yeah, so I have never used. Uh, I w- I have never been able to use a uh, uh, Intel PC right for over three years without significant upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and this is this is of course where people say you know they cost so much money. Well, they cost a lot of money up front. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, I have in the past worked out that at times when I have bought you know cheap, I'll buy this uh, Wintel laptop because it's cheap. Um, the yeah, it, it saves me money up front, but often they only last two years and they're completely falling apart. Yeah, so if yeah. you add up how much it cost me to buy, you know. So say three to four hundred pounds every two years, um, and against the cost of my MacBook, uh, <laughs> it doesn't. You know, I didn't save any money. I didn't save any money doing that. I just, I just divvied it up into smaller chunks. Yeah, uh, I think the the only exception in my in my memory, right, <clears throat> is the uh, iBooks. Right. Especially the the white iBooks that they came out, I think, in around what the G four ones, or are you talking about the white MacBook? Yeah, the the white uh white iBooks, the G four ones, right? All right, yeah. Yeah, uh, that didn't last three years. Oh, <laughs> and, really? I mean, I and, but fair to... enough. But fair enough because uh during that time, <clears throat> uh the price of that iBook is uh you know I have heard. People who go in, uh, who bought a Mac for the first time, claim to me that that is the cheapest notebook that you can buy in the market at the time. So fair enough, right? <laughs> well, I have to say, I had um, I had a couple of G four um white iBooks, mm-hmm. um, and they were, I, yeah, I thought they were fabulous machines. Mine lasted me five years. Mm, that that's impressive. Mine did not last me more than three years. Oh. I I. At one point, I have to uh, emergency purchase a lab, uh, a notebook because the the thing refused to put anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. But you know, sometimes it's luck of the draw. I must. Yeah, admit. probably. Um, mate, you know. Um, but mine, mine did me very well for the money I paid for them. And and the only reason actually that uh, I had to give up on it was, of course, when when the uh, OS went Intel only. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was the point at which it was okay. I'm gonna have to buy a new machine, and I went to a white MacBook, which again lasted me many years, and it's still running my white MacBook, um, but not running Mac OS because the Mac OS that it supports is ten five six, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is so old that nothing it, you can't do anything useful with that really. So it's mm-hmm. running Ubuntu. It's running a, a version of Ubuntu. Um, yeah, and you know if, if you still have. Usable. Yeah, if you still have working hardware, I mean, you know, Ubuntu on it, it should be fine. Yeah. Um. So that's running a, a, a not the not the most up to date version of Ubuntu, uh, the twenty fourteen, I think it's running. But that makes it yeah. that makes it um usable 
you know, for surfing and, and um, note-taking and so on. So there we go. Yeah. <laughs> you can string this. You can string the hardware out for a long time. But anyway, uh, iOS 12, uh, the performance mm. improvements. Uh, this is one I thought was, I think, I didn't think that much about it in the keynote, but when they were talking about it in the... Um, State of the Union, I realised that uh, many people have possibly massively underestimated its potential, and that was the Siri shortcut. Mm. There is is an article by, I believe, Daniel Jalkert. I believe he wrote the... uh, Maybe I can find the article uh, and uh, pass it to you. You can add it to the show notes. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, it is not. Uh, uh, there, there are certain aspects of it that is uh, short, uh, short of uh, expectation. I would say, right? Okay. Uh, the what we know, what I at least what I know is that um, it is not really natural language uh, processing, right? If you if you stick a phrase into your shortcut and you you request uh, true Siri and you speak it in such a way that it is different from the phrase that you add to the shortcut, it won't be triggered. Okay, so, uh, so it's not, it's, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying there. It's, it's a literal kind of um, trigger. Yeah. yeah, so, but the thing is, right, I won't put it past Apple to, you know, maybe introduce that, you know, that aspect, the natural language processing aspect, right, maybe in the next release. That is true. Um, and But the other the other part that um, that caught my eye, um, and this was, in the, again, in the State of the Union, was allowing um, developers to expose their app features to mm-hmm. Siri in that, you know, through that uh, mechanism. And I could see that that is both a really clever use uh, of the kind of um, extensions technology. Yeah, because but it's also, I... I, I thought that's also really going to be, I think that's going to be really good for Siri because one of the things people say about Siri is, you know, compared to Alexa and uh, Google Home to some extent, Alexa's potential is limited in the mm-hmm. number of things that Siri can actually do. But if you start allowing third-party um, apps to expose their functions to be triggered through Siri, that's in a way the same as the Alexa skills. You're you're saying you know add I don't know any whatever you know allowing mm-hmm. Siri to trigger those things direct is going to I suspect yeah, but, it's going to give Siri a big leg up in its in its perceived ability. Yeah, even even as is uh, current form in the betas, right? Uh, <clears throat> what it is is that it's not just the shortcut, right? There's also the aspect that you know. Uh, remember, uh, uh, Apple bought this. Uh, yeah, workflow. Yeah. Workflow, right? Right. This group that created the workflow app, <clears throat> and it it feel it if you if you are uh, not heard about workflow, it is basically a a way to automate things and chain like uh, apps or or features together to do more complex things uh, that, you know, originally the features are, are not capable of. Right? So uh, <clears throat> it's uh, together with that, 
uh, there is a lot of things can be done. And I feel that it's not just a leg up, it is uh, going to be a very interesting year to see how this is going to, you know, shake down between uh, Siri and, you know, the the Google assist, uh, assistance and the um, uh, Amazon's uh, Echo, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I a lot of people have been writing Siri off and saying, you know, it's fallen so far behind and it, it, you know, it's nowhere near as powerful and it's not as good. And I always think I, you know, I'm not a big fan of Siri. I'll admit it. I hardly ever use Siri. I've never had a great deal of luck with Siri. But at uh, the same time, part of that is Siri can't do that much for me. Yeah, it's all mm-hmm. right if I say Siri when I'm cooking. Siri, um, you know, put on a timer. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Apple. Where are multiple timers? Please. <laughs> I know everybody says that. And it seems like such a petty question, but a, a lot of people like me, timers is almost all we do. Can we not have multiple timers? Uh, you know. No, but uh, that's, that's uh, um, uh, what do you call that? That is just one aspect of Siri oh, usages, yeah. right? Uh, if you are talking about uh, commanding your device to do action, right? Uh, I I do I do agree. It it is lacking somewhat, and a lot of times, even when Siri understands uh, what you dictate to to Siri, it might not be able to be uh, able to figure out what you want, and you know it says, "Okay, sorry, I can't do that." I I think my yeah I I think where people are um you know griping compared to the Echo yeah. Is very yeah, but... much that with Echo you can add all these skills to tell it. Yeah, to but do. let me let me throw this out there, right? And I'm I'm going to be a bit controversy on this. One. Uh, the the aspect of Siri that I find most useful is the dictation, right? Let's say if you are uh, in iMessage and you want to uh, instead of typing something. You tap on the microphone button on the yeah. uh, keyboard and you start dictating. I find that to be extremely useful and my success rate for that has been tremendous compared to all the complaints that I've heard, especially you know, from people like uh, Scott. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems to vary massively, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it does. You know, some the... people seem to have great luck with it, and some people seem to, you know, yeah. have terrible results. Okay. Odd. Let, let me give you some, some background. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a, a Malaysian, and I'm from the ethnic uh, Chinese Malaysian. Right? And my mother tongue is Cantonese, right? Cantonese being one of the dialects uh, in, in, in the Chinese language. Of all the times that I've used uh, Siri to dictate Cantonese uh, um, messages, right, I maybe got like one or two character wrong. Well, in total, and not just not just the the dictation I use, they get you know one or two wrong. That would be terrible if that's the case. But in total, of all the times that I've used Siri, I got one or two characters wrong, right, which is massively impressive. I don't know why uh, others find that they, you know, Siri it's always quite, miss that. Yes, it's quite strange. Of course, <laughs> I don't know. It may, may be mm-hmm. that, um, I don't know, may, may be that the, Cant- the people who work on <laughs> dictation for Cantonese, um, <laughs> you know, have done a better job. Also, of course, most no, of no, us, no. you know, most no, of it's us not are, just... 
Yeah, uh, no, it's not just Cantonese. Okay, Cantonese is uh, um, very impressive, but even if I try to dictate in uh, English and whatnot, it is it is uh, the success rate is very high. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say that I've ever used it very much. And I'll be fair, you know, dictation is a subject to a whole host of um, <laughs> environmental factors. You know, people's uh, speed of speech, people's um, accents. Uh, mm. you know, uh, ambient noise levels, all sorts of things. So, um, but I, I'm looking forward to this, this series shortcuts uh, and um, app developers being able to expose their functionality to Siri. Um, oh, yeah. And the shortcuts thing, uh, like, as you say, it's built on workflow. Um, it looked very much to me similar to, you know, Automator or it, it's an if, you know, if this, then that kind of tool, isn't it? Where you, mm-hmm. you yeah. can... But um, more visual, you can like automata. You can plug blocks together, and as you say, string together a whole load of functions. It's a it's an automator really for for Siri. Mm. So uh, uh, yeah, I think that's got a lot more potential than possibly came across um, in the presentation. It's easy to look at it in the presentation because it's not visually very exciting, is it? You know? Yeah, yeah, it, that, that's certainly. Um... Uh, contributes to the the boringness of the keynote. Yeah, of the keynote. Um, right. Well, we'll push on. Um, shared AR and persistent uh, experiences. Well, uh, that was very impressive. Um, Massive improvement from last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and the shared the shared um, the shared space obviously is that was for me the most impressive part of that. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, okay, I I have heard a lot of people, you know. Poo pooing this, uh, you know, AI is, uh, you know, no, you, you know, uh, Apple refused to make a, a, a touchscreen notebook, right? And holding up your iPad to play a game like that is, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's even worse, right? <laughs> but, but the thing is, you, you have to start. Somewhere with that. That was exactly my thought. You have to start somewhere, and I'm pretty. You know, if you've um, if you've heard any of my shows, you probably would have heard me say more than once. I am convinced that AR glasses of some type are going to be the thing in the near future. People have ridiculed me and said it's rubbish and Mm -hmm. all the usual things. You know, who wants to wear a pair of stupid goggles on their face? Well, people have accepted far stupider things in the past. Um, yeah. you know, when when uh when they want to. Uh so I'm pretty convinced that in in the longer term, some kind of AR glasses and no, not ones that necessarily do very much themselves, but as an mm-hmm. adjunct to your phone, to your watch, to, to the rest. Um and they will bring those features, you know, directly to your to your face. Um and that is when the power of that stuff is going to really Oh yeah. You know, is re- and yes, I was very uh-huh. impressed. I'm not a huge AR fan, but uh, you know, I was very impressed with that. Um, I, I'm curious. Uh, uh, the, are you an anime fan? Uh, no, not particularly. Okay, there is a anime series called Denno Koi. It's about the whole series is about AR glasses. Okay. Like if, you, if you have seen that series, right, you uh, you'll probably be able to. Um, Imagine more about what you know AR glass is going to be uh, in the future. Right? Well, no, you... of course, it's it's just one possibility. We may oh, or may not be able, right? <clears throat> but uh, as far as I 
uh, as far as I can tell, people who thinks that you know AR AR is stupid, right? Uh, have a lack of imagination. I think AR is going to be very, very big. Yeah, I, just I think, think so too. Like, you know, at the minute it's baby steps, and yeah, holding up your iPad in or in order to um look at some virtual Lego on the table, mm-hmm. it might seem stupid, but it's baby steps. Uh, you know, we've said this, we've said it before. You know, when we finally get there, right? Uh, you know, we will look back at this era and say, look. You know, holding the iPad up like this is so stupid. You know, it's so. I think we said it, it last true. week. You know, the Wright brothers did not get the Kitty Hawk to fly. Yeah, exactly. The you know. They got yeah, it exactly. off the ground. You know, but it's a proof of concept. <laughs> they proved you could do it. That that's what. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We are, we are not we are not you know um, still you, you know uh, riding planes like that, right? No, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, or if you go and look at the first, um, you know, some of the first uh, cars, you know, automobiles, the, the Benz and, and so on, the original Benz, you know, yeah. they're made out, of, made out of buggy parts with a one cylinder, one, you know, quarter horsepower engine yeah. going, put, 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 you know, and yeah. held together with string and bubble gum, but they work, and that's the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, you know. So I, I tell you what, actually, Han, uh, do send me a link to that uh, to that anime series because I'll see if I can dig it up. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not an anime fan, but that doesn't mean I mm-hmm. never watch it. I, I, you know. Okay, sure. Um, so if you can find me a link, I might be interested in that. Um, yeah, I, I I don't I don't never watch anime. It's just I'm not a. My brother is very much an anime fan, as it happens. Uh-huh. Um, he's a big collector of anime um, and has been since sort of. Uh, was it Akira and uh, mm-hmm. and onwards? He's a big fan. Anyway, uh, of yeah. course, there's group group time, uh, group FaceTime video calling on iOS, unsurprisingly. And then, of course, the thing that they spent ages on that bored the living <laughs> bejesus out of me: more emojis and memojis. Um, yeah. Whoop de doo. Uh, I'm sure, and all of course, there was a whole load of sort of Snapchat esque stuff for uh, iMessage, wasn't there? Filters and 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 so on. Um, actually, what I did catch from the Animoji and Memoji uh, stuff, which you know, it's it's fun and novelty, and it's not pitched at me. You know, middle-aged white guy, I am not the target audience for Animoji and Memoji. I know, um, but what I did catch was the way that they just described them as iOS 12 features mm-hmm. and what that kind of, um, the subtext of that to me was that, that that the face ID depth mapping camera is going to be coming to nearly all um, iOS devices going forwards. Because yes. without uh, that, most of this Animoji, Memoji stuff is is irrelevant. It's no good to me on my iPhone 7 or you on your Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I, I, or even my wife on her eight. You've got to have um, the face mapping camera, and if you're yes. going to promote these heavily as um, you know as iOS twelve features, that tells me that pretty much every piece of iOS hardware they release from now on is going to have face ID camera. No, or to, even to if it doesn't honest. have face ID, it has the depth the depth camera. To be honest, right? We uh, a device without. Face ID feels so broken. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm still, I, I I'm tra- still, uh, I'm still rocking the uh, the seven with the, you know, it's a solid state button and uh, with with Touch ID. I I love that. Um, mm-hmm. 
that like I've you know like I've mentioned uh you know I I hold two phones right my main phone is the iPhone 10 and of course my secondary phone is an older phone uh the 6s right man every time I pick it up oh, <laughs> why hasn't it turned on and it's the it's the same thing isn't it as the yes. when touch ID um oh, yes. came in and. You know, you find yourself picking up an iPad, an older iPad, and put your thumb on it. Why is it not opening? Because you have to put your PIN number in. Muffin. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so broken. Why is this so broken? Yeah. Um, and it's just so, it's amazing how quickly we assimilate these things and don't even think about it. That is, oh, yeah. that is what amazes me. Well, um, I'm sure there's loads more we could talk about, Weihan, but uh, due to the fact that I wasted 40 minutes of your time <laughs> not recording what we were talking about, um, we've gone quite a long time. So um, this is the bit where I uh, ask you to uh, shill yourself once again um, and put out any of your uh, social media links and whatnot, and we'll wind the show up. Okay. Uh you can find me on Twitter as Weihan, W-E-Y-H-A-N, and I'm on GitHub as Weihan as well. Uh, in terms of my other work, uh, it's uh, boring, corporate type stuff that, you know, that has no real public-facing thing, so, you know. That's fine. <laughs> Fair <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> Yeah, we we you know we can't all be um we can't all be Marco Armand, can we? <laughs> we we can't all be a rock star. No, that's right. <laughs> you know, somebody has to be in the audience. Oh yeah, I I am usually the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I of course can be found on Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S E R E N A K. Uh, you can reach the show as Essential Apple, and we are on the uh, web as essentialapple.com. We are part of the MyMac Podcasting Network, where you can find such shows as Tech Fan with Tim and Dave, MyMac with uh, Guy and Gaz, The Three Geeky Ladies, The Geekiest Show Ever, uh, The Excellent Bart Bouchotts with his Let's Talk, The Club Nintendo, um, and probably some that I forgot. So, uh, Weihan, thank you very, very much for being a great sport uh, and not only talking to me, but then talking to me all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's been great. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on again. Thanks for having me. That's no problem. All right. So, uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. This has been the Essential Apple podcast. And uh, I'd just like to say that uh, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, go over to EssentialApple.com and you can take a look at the Patreon or the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can either make a single donation or you can make uh, a regular subscription and all the money that you donate will go towards paying for the things like hosting and better microphones and such like. We promise not to spend it on beer, okay? And of course, a very special thank you to those of you who already do support the show. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey. 
Hey, David, this week on Tech Fan, let's talk about Apple. Uh, don't like it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Windows? We can talk about Windows. Boring! Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about... Cool? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, what about, like, uh, Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's Tech Fan. No! Uh, you're, you're just being difficult now. What do you want to talk about this week on Tech Fan? How about we talk about Apple, and then a little bit about Microsoft, and then the Raspberry Pi? You suck. <laughs> Complete utter plonker. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's my wife calling me an idiot. Because I am Hello. A, what a complete fool. Okay. Um, yeah, all that making sure I got levels and everything, then I forgot to press the go button. What an idiot. <laughs> oh. Oh, that happens. Oh, I... fool. I feel so this... embarrassed. Right, okay. Um, this is not the first time I've uh, heard of disasters <laughs> like this. Oh, well, I suppose at least we know it now. Okay. Oh, it's, it's okay. We can uh, go faster. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> from, the, from the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. And it went so well. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right. I'll bring us in. We'll do it all again. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs>